Hey, patrons, I'm here with Emily Levine. Welcome to this special hidden secret podcast. Woo. Behind the hidden bookcase. <laughs> the uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining me on this. And I teased in the main uh, episode that I wanted to talk to you about how you came to play the harp because it's such a, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's a fairly large instrument. Um, did did you start playing as a kid or what? what was all that like? I must say I'm currently in my library, which is behind a hidden bookcase. So it's, it's very appropriate. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, I was, my parents were not musicians, but they both loved music. My mom always wanted to play an instrument and she was never able to. So she determined that her children would play instruments. And um, I was on a waiting list for cello lessons. I was four. And in the meantime, my dad would always tell me stories before I went to bed at night. And he happened to tell me the story of David playing the harp for Saul. And I went to my mother the next day and I was like, I'm going to play the harp. And she was like, okay, that's very nice. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> but I kept saying it. I kept asking, when would I get to play the harp? And I am very stubborn. And I was back then too. Uh, but she would take me to cello, like petting zoos, cello, we would she would point out the cello at orchestra concerts, play cello CDs, and nothing would dissuade me. <laughs> and so she finally called just the local music store in Denver, Colorado, Classy Music, um, still in business and just the best people. It's where I buy all my harp strings. Uh. Um, and she said, I know you sell harps. Do you know of a harp teacher um, for my five-year-old? And they said, oh, well, actually, the woman who started the Suzuki method for the harp lives about 15 minutes away from you. So I started when I was five. Um, in Suzuki, your very first lesson, you don't touch the instrument. You're just working on your hand position. And I remember being in my lesson repeating, but when do I get to play the harp? <laughs> um, I still am not very patient, but I wasn't back then either. Um, and then once you progress to the instrument, the first piece you learn is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And I remember being so frustrated because I just wanted to play real music on the harp. And instead I was playing Twinkle. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I got started. And I've always wanted to be a harpist. I would add other things in there. I had a very ill-fated idea of being an ice skater or a ballerina. Those did not go well. Um, or a veterinarian. But it was always like a veterinarian and a harp or a lawyer and a harpist. So. Do you also teach harp? I do. I teach at Southern Methodist University. So here, yeah, I'm curious because I had a similar um, experience with the piano. I didn't start till I was older, but playing like very rudimentary pieces was real, especially as an adolescent, when I started playing the piano, I was so embarrassed, like even to just be playing it in my piano lesson. And I, it's kind of a long story, <laughs> but like I taught myself to play piano and then I got a teacher who was like, okay, so... <laughs> We got to reel you back. But she didn't really explain that to me. So I was like, why is she giving me this terrible music? So it makes me especially sensitive to that when I'm teaching kids. And I could tell they're like, ugh. Yes. Um, do you have a, I think this is fully like just teacher talk at this point. But do you have a, like thoughts on that and ways that you approach kind of overcoming that when, you know, as a teacher, we know we have to teach these skills. And sometimes it kind of sucks playing these crappy pieces. Right. Um, I will say for beginners, as much as I 
was frustrated with the slow progress at the beginning. Um, the focus that Suzuki puts on good hand position and playing with a good relaxed tone is so important. I see so many young harpists hands that are just not set up well. Mm. Um, and it's, it's because I don't think they spend enough time at the very beginning really working on being relaxed, playing with a good tone, making sure everything is perfect before you, you moved on. Um, and now I'd probably be a young child's worst nightmare. Cause I also think giving people repertoire that's too hard when they're not ready is not a good idea. Um, but there is definitely that fine line. Like if someone really hates a piece, um, I think you can't expect them to come to the same level of beautiful perfection that they would if it's something that they love. Yeah. It depends on what their goal is too. If it's like someone who's just learning for fun or, you know, wants to be a doctor, but also loves playing the instrument. I think there's a slightly different approach than somebody who wants to be a professional harpist that takes mm. a very specific level of determination and precision. Yeah. It's yeah. Teaching. It's, I love it, but there are these the, often those things and then things change. You know, it's, I have a student now who's suddenly like, you know, I think I want to be a music major. <laughs> and he never said that before. I'm like, oh, wow. So we have a <laughs> lot changes. of work to do. Yeah. Right. Like, it just changes everything. <laughs> you can do it, but we yeah. got to like, like make things, we got to learn a, some more stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find teaching musicality to be one of the hardest parts of teaching. Um, I get Mary Kay, my, my first harp teacher believes that you can teach anybody how to be musical. Um, and I, I do know what she means. Like you can, you can help people learn how to phrase things and how to make things sing. Um, but I think that there are some people who it comes a little bit more naturally to. Mm -hmm. um, but I have found that teaching has really helped me um, quantify parts of musicality that I just found to be innate. Um, like breathing and taking time to breathe, having to explain to somebody why you need to pause here um, has really helped me in terms of my own musical ideas. Uh, I've had that exact experience. It's really like being forced to like, oh, wow, put something in the words that I just experience. Right, is, right. It really, really makes you have a better understanding of these musical concepts. Absolutely. Uh, all right. It's been great talking to you, like especially delightful. Thanks for joining me on both these podcasts. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.